All right, listeners, here we are, episode 39. We're continuing our conversation uh, with Wendy Norman, owner of Apartment B Photography in Savannah. This episode is, uh, that's why I wanted her hang around, so she was gracious enough to do so. But this episode is going to be about mentoring and the importance of mentoring and the importance of education and investing back in ourselves so we can learn and grow and recharge and thus create a better experience for our couples. Um, we talk about education and different types of education and that we also need to learn the business side of this creative field that we're in. Um, we're also going to talk about, she's the leader, um, she's the co-leader of Tuesdays Together, the Savannah chapter, with another really well-fabulous guy, Bud Johnson, as her co-leader. And they meet once a month on Tuesdays. And they, if you're in the wedding industry, not in the wedding industry, a small business, come together and chat all about each other, lift each other up, and bring others along. Um, that's what mentoring's about. And uh, Wendy now is teaching one-on-one -on -one coaching, and she does Ask Me Anything sessions, and she has a lot of information she can share and learn in her 10-year tenure here in the wedding industry. And above all else, she teaches us that we do have to put community um, over our competition. So thanks for sticking around with us. I hope you enjoyed this episode of mentoring and the value of mentoring and why we should all go out and find a mentor. And also, when we get to this stage and the part of us giving back, we should always remember to bring others along with us. And uh, I'm so glad you're staying with us today. Everybody, here's Wendy and our chat about mentoring and the importance of mentoring and education in the wedding industry. Be right back after this intro. Stay with us. conversations with wedding professionals as they share their stories, insights, and tips from inside the wedding industry. We'll chat about how to be authentic and that it's okay not to be perfect or run your business like someone else's Instagram. Let's dive into the privilege it is to serve our clients and discover the talented creatives that make up our community. When we share what we know and who we are, we better serve our couples as a wedding day team, as well as each other. Simply put, be Fabo. Now here's your host, Bobby Brinkman. All right, everybody, as promised, we are back with episode 39. And, and this is a, not that I don't love wedding photography, everybody, but this one's near and dear to my heart. Um, Wendy has graciously agreed uh, to stick with us, Wendy Norman, uh, apartment B. And uh, we're going to talk about what it is like to be a mentor, what it is like to give back to our community, and what it is like to be a leader by example. Uh, we don't need to shout all our plans to everybody, but we can definitely help show them how to work plans. So she is uh, part of Tuesdays Together for Savannah, and along with uh, several other workshops that she does here. So this episode is going to be all about mentoring and the importance of helping find yourself, uh, knowing that you might need to get outside uh, help in, uh, in growing your business and growing yourself, and just about education in general. So thanks, Wendy, for sticking around with us and chatting about this for this episode. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited we get to keep talking. Exactly. So let's talk a little bit about mentoring. Um, you started doing mentoring. You started offer mentoring. But how did you get to the point to know that you had something of value to say and that could help others? <laughs> That's a great question um, because 
I've always struggled with that little bit of imposter syndrome of like, do I have something that I can share? Is what I've learned worth telling other people about? And kind of what happened is as I kept going in my business and I would share really candidly about things that I was learning or just share little tips and tricks on Instagram, I had more and more people asking if we could like grab coffee and they could pick my brain. And I realized people wanted to know what I thought. They wanted to get some direction from me. Um, just like I had from people who are farther along in the industry as I was growing and as I still am, I have a business coach, you know, for that same reason. Um, you've always got something to learn, but the more I got asked for that time to kind of sit down with people and, you know, mentor them in their business, I realized that was something that I should kind of formalize a little bit so that I not only took it more seriously myself, but just gave people a good answer when they were asking if they had a way that they could, you know, work for, with me or learn from me. So that's when I kind of started offering mentoring officially. And I think in doing so, how much do you not learn about yourself? Yeah, you oh, sit back a little bit and go, man, I actually know how to do that. Or I didn't know that about myself. And I'm glad I could share that because if I can help somebody, I do, I, I'm the first kind of mentor that is, I'm going to let you fall. I'm not going to save you from falling because I believe the, the scrapes and the cuts and the dings that we get or the scars on our journey that we should be proud of. Um, yes. And again, we're in the wedding industry and the service industry, so we're going to make mistakes. But if I can save you from perhaps going to lawsuit or being sued by somebody, right. um, I would much rather help you now, even though you'll learn, but I want to help you. So I realized early on, like you did, that people wanted to hear from me. And I realized it goes back to my teaching. If I'm going to teach you to value yourself, then I must value myself too. So yeah. start charging a small amount of money. Um, and that grows. And I don't take a ton of people. I really like, like my weddings. We specialize it. And I know you do too. But in doing so, your other mentors that you had before, did you always have mentors in the photography side, the business side? And maybe talk a little bit about why it was important to get Teresa to come on now at this stage and this season that you're in that really kickstarted, you know, the next decade here coming up and, and why you feel that that is something everybody should continue to invest in themselves in. Yeah. So I've, I have not had a one-on-one -on -one mentor kind of business coach the way Teresa is for me until now in my business, I was doing mentoring more in group settings. Like I would go to photography workshops. I would take online courses, which isn't even really specifically mentoring, but a, a form of education, I guess that I was doing. Um, and it was finally, I hit a funny spot a couple years ago where I felt like I had learned a lot and I was starting to mentor other people and it almost made me insecure to go get mentoring myself because I had that kind of weird feeling of, wait, if I need to be taught something, how could I be teaching someone else? Which as I hear that come out of my mouth now, 2020, Wendy knows that that's ridiculous, that you've always got something to learn. But you know, 2017, 2018, Wendy was kind of stuck in that I am being looked up to. So that means I should know everything, right? <laughs> and that's not true at all. Um, someone told me a while back, I wish I could remember who said this, that anywhere, anytime in your business, if you're a year in, you know more than people who are zero years in. If you're right. two years in, you know more people than the zero and the one years in. And so you've always got something to share, always, as you're growing. And so I got to the point where I was like, oh, I'm, you know, six, seven, eight, nine years in my business, now 10 years. I 
I do have value to share with people that I've learned based on all the education that I've paid for and taken the, you know, group mentoring that I've been a part of and just the on the ground experience of being a wedding photographer for that long. So I felt like I, it got to a point where I was like, I want to be able to help all these other people who are out there struggling to piece together an education which you can do online these days, we're fortunate that way, but they didn't have someone to just talk to. They didn't have someone to sit there and go, well, I've taken an Instagram course and I've taken a Pinterest course and I know how to use my camera, but I don't know how to turn that into a brand or I'm struggling booking clients and I'm doing all the things, what's going on, what's happening. And so I started offering these um, ask me anything sessions and that's been kind of my favorite way to do it after trying a couple of things because it's like 90 minutes where they, they've got my undivided attention and we can talk about anything. Some people want to sit there and learn settings on their camera. Great. I'm, I can teach you that. Some people want to do an Instagram deep dive and like brainstorm how they can show up as a brand better on Instagram. We can do that. Other people want more of a, this is what I'm struggling with. Can we just talk it out kind of experience? And that's awesome too. So I love that I can provide kind of like a, a tailored experience for each person based on what they need. Well, and, and especially in the photography side of it, you touched on several there. I mean, there's the technical side, then there's the creative side, then there's the people side, and then there's the business side. Mm-hmm. And at least two or four of those have got to be on the same cycle to be doing something. Um, right. All four, you're, count, count yourself lucky. And if you get a day that has all four in it, you know, let me know because there's days that I get one of the four. Um, right. But getting two of the four seems to work well. I, I, I average that more often. Um, so when you, when you talk about brand, maybe give our listeners Wendy's definition of brand and maybe elaborate on that on why brand is more than just the name of your business. Yes. So branding is it's very, I mean, they have entire, you know, college courses on what branding means. Um, so this is the down, my down and dirty definition is, um, it's how your company feels when someone's interacting with it. So that could be everything from what your logo looks like to the experience they have on your website to the, what they're seeing you share on stories, whether it's more personal or business related to the actual, exchange of goods or services that, you know, how is it packaged? If it's a product, how does the experience go? If it's a service, like every single one of those, every touch point that someone has with your business is part of your brand. It goes so far beyond just the logo. Exactly. And it's, and it's that from start of meeting you to delivery of the product or service, it needs to carry through. So now is there an order you think like should somebody get the technical side down before they get the business side down before they get the person side down kind of like i'm brand new and i have this camera that i got and it's not an iphone but somebody gave me a canon rebel for christmas yep. i know i can be a photographer it's a long conversation but where do you always suggest when somebody comes to you brand new to start and then where are you suggesting when they come to you a couple years in and are just lost yeah, so I suggest starting with the technical. And I'm I'm curious if you would agree with that actually before I like dive in to like learn their camera before they go farther. Um I 
am a little bit different. Um, I don't think it's the business side. I think you need to dig down deep inside and ask yourself if you like people. Ah. And your goal is to always put what you, because it's truth telling. Photography is truth telling. So I, I think back a couple of times in my career where I, I, I would come back to my office and go, man, I know this girl. She's not going to like it because she's a big girl like me and she wore a sleeveless shirt. For instance, I don't wear sleeveless shirts because my arms are just huge. I know this about myself, but my job is to capture the truth. And that's the truth. Right. But was it going to make her feel good about herself? So I need to learn the people side of that to have a conversation and not go, Hey, your arms are fat. Turn to the left. You know, I have to understand that deep down inside, I like people enough that I want to help promote themselves in the best light possible. Then how do I do that with my camera? Right. So that I love your answer and I'll explain why I say technical and then maybe it's just up to people which one they want to go with, but, um, no right or wrong. here. Can a conversation. Exactly. So the funny thing is when, and I think maybe this is a little different since I started, you know, 10 years ago, as opposed to someone who's picking up a camera right now, right. I didn't actually know I wanted to be a wedding photographer or even take pictures of people. So I always had loved taking pictures and I scrapbooked a lot and all of that. And then I, when I graduated college, um, I'm 34 now. So this was, you know, 12 years ago or something like that, 11 years ago, I bought a camera with my graduation money, a Rebel XT, um, which doesn't even exist anymore. They're on like eight more versions past that now. And so I, all I knew was I wanted to take pretty pictures. I didn't actually think I wanted to take pictures of people at all. That idea terrified me. So at the time, I was dating a guy who was an artist, and so he recognized in me that I had an eye for photography, even before I knew the technical sides of it. And so he encouraged me to take a photo a day, and at the time, it was like, not live journal, blog spot. I had a blog spot blog, and I posted one photo a day, and I would walk around my neighborhood, and I would take pictures of spider webs and trees and, you know, real artsy things, yeah. so, I, so I thought. and. Uh, So, but what I was doing is I was learning my camera and I never thought I was going to take pictures of people. And it wasn't until probably a year after I owned that camera and I'd just been doing like a photo a day for a while that I had someone ask me to take pictures of the, um, she was pregnant and wanted a maternity shoot. It was a good friend of mine. And I was like, I am terrified to take pictures of people, but sure. (laughs) And, and funny enough, I fell in love with it in that one photo shoot. I realized I love taking pictures of people. I had no idea. I'd never done it before. So I think it's kind of like if you're picking up a camera and thinking, I think I'd like to be a photographer that takes pictures of people, whether it's weddings or portraits or something like that. I think your answer is a hundred percent right. Like make sure you are going to love working with those people and that you care a lot about those people and that that connection with them is equally as important as all the photos that you're going to take. Um, and if you just love photography and you're listening to this, I would say just get a camera and learn it, learn right. your camera. You have to, whatever, no matter what you're doing in life, you have to do it. <laughs> Right. You have to keep just involving and doing it. And so, but I mean, but it's, 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 it's like I said, there's no wrong answer here. Um, right. it, it is, it's just, you know, I think now in 2020, again, I, you know, I've got 20 years on you age wise plus, um, not just, just in life being born, let alone right. the industry. And 
you can get to getting a camera so fast and getting it to work so fast that the other things come into play. And I absolutely think that you now have to also understand the business side of it. And you have to understand it's more than just Instagram, you know? So I, I think that those are, so when people come to you now and they're like, okay, I, I can take good pictures and you atone to that. Right. Where do you go next? Do you say, and they're struggling. Do you sit down and say, Hey, you know, let's a, I applaud you for being a listing block. Um, that's one of the things that I love the most is I want somebody to always be able to bury their soul and, yeah. and cry and get to the core of it and go, okay, now let's not, that's out of the way. Let's not start building again and believing in yourself. So if they help with price structures and they help to do these things, but sometimes wearing the mentor hat, we have to go, Hey, well, I gave you some homework and you didn't do it. Or you're too afraid to change. Right. If you don't, if you don't change, if you don't change what you're seeing, you're not going to change the outcome. Yep. You do have to almost like remove responsibility a little bit. That's something I'm still learning as a mentor is that I can't do it for them. I right. can give them every single tool. I could literally hand them the keys to my business and they wouldn't necessarily be able to do it if they're not going to do it, if they're right. not going to do the work or do the mindset work, whichever, you know, cause there's a lot of different ways to do the work, whether it's just mentally in the business, the technical side, all the things that we've talked about. So yeah, it's, it's like, it's definitely up to them. And I, I certainly have people come to me where I'm like, you take a beautiful photo. Like you're a talented photographer. I can attest to that but they'll come and be like, something's not working. You know, why am I not booking? What, what do I do next? And that's such a fun conversation. Cause it's like, well, let's dive in. Let's right. get into this. Let's, why do you want to do this? Like, what's the motivation behind it? Is it? And it's, it's hard. It's hard to tell somebody, well, you, you have to show this photo. Oh, I don't want to put myself out there. Well, I mean, right. again, it goes back to what level of this do you want to be? And you and I as mentors are not to determine somebody's success. Our job yeah. is to be thrilled when they go, oh my gosh, somebody just booked me or somebody inquired. Then we're right. doing our job as mentors, but our job as mentors is to make them believe in themselves as much as we do. So, you know, I think that, so do you think that education along with mentoring? So let's say everybody's, we talk about these educations and all these wedding workshops, photography workshops. Again, we're not knocking anybody. Can't have a conversation here, people. Everybody knows how we talk here on the podcast. Right. You know, I know several photographers that spend thousands of dollars to go and watch somebody else set something up to photograph. Right. And they're not, what are they learning? Um, right. Do you play, do you suggest those kind of workshops? Um, do you think they're important in our industry? I'm sure they are for there's always a feed for them or they wouldn't be doing them. But right. I think there's other ways that you can learn. Um, so how much weight do you put on, even for yourself, do you say, I'm going to take five photography education classes this year. Uh, I'm going to attend three uh, soul searching conferences this year. I mean, what is it you put on yourself and then what do you kind of put back on mentoring? Yeah. So I've sort of changed over time. Um, when I first started out, well, I guess it's always been a little bit of both. So I did a lot of second shooting actually for free when I very, very first started where I, no one should be paying me for the photos because I wasn't that great yet, you know? And I, so that was a way of like having a on the ground mentor. I was getting to watch someone the way they shoot it. They shot on a wedding day. I got to learn. I got to ask questions. So there was a lot of value in that. And then I also did some of those kind of more traditional workshops like you talked about. And 
I think it depends on where you're at in your business and what you want to get out of it. So if you are at a point where you want portfolio material, maybe that makes sense to go to one of those workshops where they're setting up a styled shoot for you. You're going to learn some by watching, but mostly you're there to build your portfolio in a gorgeous setting. I think there's some value to that when you very first start out potentially, but um, I think as you grow your business, at that point, you're shooting your own stuff a lot more. Right. And that's when I think it's really important to get someone who's going to actually like get into the meat of your business a little bit more with you right. and into the nitty gritty. And that's where I found the value of like a one-on-one -on -one mentor situation. But I wish I had done the one-on-one -on -one mentor thing earlier. That's something that if I could go back and tell someone invest, you know, insert something early on in your business, I would say pay someone to sit down with you one-on-one, -on -one, not just in a group setting. And not so much just the photography side, but one-on-one -on -one mentoring to help you in just, Hey, I want to open a business. What's it take that? So a general one-on-one yeah. -on -one mentoring. Yeah. I, yeah because I feel like there's courses that you can learn the basics of photography. There's those workshops where you can go learn more of that. You can learn, you know, maybe some posing, um, you can get beautiful portfolio shots. Like there's resources for that, that you can pay for, but it's really an almost like priceless thing to be able to sit down with someone who's looking into your business with right. you and kind of like, that's where we can't see past our own feet in front of us. You know, right. you, you're so in your business, you're so in your head, you're so, you know, we've all got doubts and insecurities and things that pop up at all different parts of our business you need someone else to come in and be an unbiased third party to help you kind of break through some of those blocks. So and everything can have an opinion. You're, I mean, it, it, what happens is you have to have the thick skin then because we're going to say to you, Hey, well, you have the wrong photo on your profile picture. I yeah. mean, you were, you were brave enough to put out there to everybody picture A or picture B for your new website that you're working on. Everybody yeah. had a different reason for why they liked A and B. They sure did. <laughs> but, but, but if you would have just stuck with your gut, you would still question yourself. So now you have the answers to both and they do rotate through and they yep. work and there's no right or wrong answer for that. Right. But when you go out and seek mentorship, you need to be open to, Hey, this person's going to dig in heavy. Yes. That brings me to the point about this 2020 Wendy, Wendy would does 2020 Wendy still believe that somebody should come out and second shoot on a real wedding with you. Um, if that's valuable and you think that's a prime way to teach somebody so many things. I do. I think second shooting is, I believe I would not be where I am if I hadn't second shot. And so I see a lot of people wanting to jump in and book their own weddings before they've ever been a second shooter. Yep. And I think that's backwards. I think you have, to, it's almost like getting the internship before you get the full-time job. Right. And I, so I did some second shooting back in Florida before I even ever thought I was going to go full time. And I started booking my own weddings and I think I almost did that a little too soon even, but I kind of did both for a while. But then when I moved to Savannah, I only second shot weddings. I was doing some portrait shoots and things on my own, but I, I was not booking my own weddings when I first moved here. And I, um, shot with another photographer in town. And I think I did like 25 weddings with her that year. Yep. And that I absolutely attest to where I'm at right now because I learned how to build timelines. I learned how to manage 
so many different crazy parts of a wedding day. I got to see so many different scenarios pop up and watch how she handled it. And then I was able to then make it my own too. I was able to watch what someone else was doing and then start shooting my own weddings and then start, you know, transitioning to my own clients and make it this kind of beautiful blend. But if I had just tried to jump in and shoot weddings without ever learning from someone else, I would not be serving my couples in the right way, I think. Right. And I think that's how people get burnt out too quick. They go in and everything's negative. This yeah. didn't work. This didn't work. What made me in? You know, you're, you're not even giving yourself a chance. On that note, though, do you feel that coming along on a wedding day as a second shooter, and I use that word second shooter because I don't know that I'm even wanting to use their images, but that's mm -hmm. a whole definition conversation I know. But it's the value that somebody gets for that. Can you put a price tag on that? Like, are you, are you saying to somebody, hey, come along and shoot with me because I know you have to get asked all the time. Yeah. And they say, I want to come along and shoot with you and I'll charge you 50 bucks an hour. Like that I would charge them 50 bucks no, an hour? That's what they say to you. Hi, Wendy. I am sending you an email. I would love to come to second shoot with you and my rate's $50 an hour. Oh, yes, yes. That that has actually happened. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, and what I usually tell people, I mean, occasionally it is an established photographer that maybe just moved here and they right. legitimately like should be charging $50 an hour. And then that's great because I've got a resource in my back pocket when I need a second shooter. But when it comes to just when you're in like the learning stage and maybe you're not like even full time yet, whatever stage that might be for you, I would say just reach out and ask if you can assist, if you can work for free, all of that. Like I don't, obviously don't want to ever take advantage of anybody, but what I've started to do some, and it seems to have worked is I've got my second shooters that I know that I can trust them all throughout the wedding day. I pay them well. They're, you know, very much like a contract employee in a sense for apartment B. I rely on them a lot. And then these newer photographers that just want a chance to learn, I let them know they could come on as an assistant and as a um, third shooter sometimes, depending on the wedding. Right. And I'm sure that's okay with brides and all of that, but exactly. I let them know, you know, I'm not even going to, this isn't necessarily where I'm going to be able to talk to you all day long, but just observe, like right. soak watch. it in, soak it in about, yep. oh my gosh, we only have 10 minutes for the, for the um, dress and the invitations Well, my style shirt I was on last week, I had five hours. Right. Exactly. <laughs> no offense to style shoot people. Don't send me emails. Everybody yeah. knows my feelings on style shoots. Everybody knows how I feel about them, but it's, it's, that is not learning. That is a technical. And I want people to start learning what it's like to be a wedding photographer so that you can build a career. So you and I agree on, agree on that. And we happen to share a, a lovely, talented person who I'm very glad that it's back on return to leave. Um, she'll be with me my first wedding. Yeah. Lunch. So I'm, I'm thrilled that she's uh, back. So thank you for teaching her and sharing her because I get the benefits of that. Um, yeah. and, you know, you know, and that's like the whole community over competition thing too, is like, you know, we've, we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but that whole idea of like training your competition and should we be doing that? And should we worry about that? And I've, I've gone back and forth, I'll be honest, because I have had experiences where someone that I was mentoring started copying things that I was doing, yeah. um, copying marketing language I was using, you know, things like that. And it gave, it made me pause for a minute to just go, man, like that's a bummer that that's happening. But that's just another reality check for me to stay in my own lane that right. it's okay. Like 
it's community over competition. And that is what I believe at the heart of things. I'm just a human that sometimes gets scared in her own business, you know, like that's, that's just normal and natural. But I, my values, like what I want to keep coming back to is we are a community and it's that whole arising tide lifts all ships. Like if I can help another photographer get better at their job, that just raises our entire community of photographers. And so we're, if the more we give back and the more we like pour into the people around us, the better everything's going to be. It's well, not that's, that's a fact because when, when she's with me, when I first, when we, when I first reached out, the reason I reached out was, is because I knew she had done things with you. And I flat out said, are you full time with Wendy? Cause if you are, thank you very much. <laughs> I, I need to fill a gap for a while. And it's like, no, no, no. I second blah, blah, blah. And she's in a wonderful position for us because she's not trying to do the all be all then that for herself. So I know there's times when, when she first with me, I'm like, now look, I'm sure I don't do this like Wendy, but this <laughs> is how I see this. And, and as the, as we went through a couple of weddings that year, I know that she had me, then she had you, then she had me. And she has told me that she soaks up so much and that we are similar, but we still have our approach. But look how you and I are helping the next generation grow. Yes. Because they're seeing it. They know that we respect it and they love it. And you and I are the two types of people that I don't ever say, well, don't you dare tell Wendy I did this or don't right. you, I don't have to, because you know what? She understands coming in that we're, we are doing exactly what we're doing. And that's one of the things that listeners, when you're listening in here, if you're new to a market, the way to get into a market is to go and find that local organization. And we have a wonderful Savannah wedding vendors and I promised Jamie and Cindy, they did not pay me to say that, but you know, <laughs> it's a wonderful organization. And while it's very opening, it can be overwhelming to come in, but don't come in and start emailing everybody and saying, can I do this? Can I do that? Can I do that? Be patient right. and yep. let us get to know you a little bit because like Wendy, if she finds a need or I'm a connector. And if I hear that somebody needs something new or needs somebody around, I'm going to remember that. So no matter what genre you're coming into, find the local market and then find this other market. We're going to talk about the uh, Facebook page. Uh, Wendy, along with her um, uh, co-host, I guess he is, or co-coordinator, yeah, co-leader, yeah, co uh, Bud Johnson, they are the ones that run Tuesdays Together, the Savannah chapter. So maybe explain a little bit about what that is and why that is very important, not just to the wedding industry, but any small business creative industry in general. Yeah, absolutely. The really cool thing about Tuesdays Together is that it's not just the wedding industry. It's like you said, it's for small businesses and creatives. And it's a local chapter of a national organization that's read, led by the Rising Tide Society. Um, if you don't follow them on Instagram, definitely go do that. It's an incredible organization and their tagline is community over competition. And so the whole idea of Tuesdays Together is that we meet once a month. We have, um, we meet on the first Tuesday of every month in this um, local area. Um, we get topics from the Rising Tide Society for each month. And then it's kind of up to us as leaders to decide what we're going to do with that. And so we do a mix of bringing in guest experts, of having panel discussions, of having small group discussions, whatever we feel like is going to serve that topic the best and create value for our um, group members. That's what we want to do. And so I really encourage people, especially if you're either relocating to somewhere or 
if you're just a brand new anything, any sort of creative or business owner um, in an area you've been living in for a while, seek out the Tuesdays together in your area. There's probably one in your city. Um, and if not that, find something similar because there's all sorts of little networking groups that are similar to that. And just really like dive in and make friends and create that feeling of community. And I think it's kind of like what you said, don't come in hot. Like don't come in trying to prove something to everyone around you. I would come in saying, how can I help everyone around right. me? That's my how favorite I, words. Yeah. Like, how can I serve? How can I be part of this community? And like, even aside from something like Tuesdays together, if I was giving um, advice to like a photographer that was relocating or just a new photographer, I would say that whole second shooting thing, like dive in and, and like drop the ego for a minute and like, yep serve. And so even if say I had to move to California tomorrow for some reason, and I had to move my business, the things that I would do first is I would get established in one of those like community organizations. I'd find a Tuesdays together or something, a wedding vendor group or something. And I would just start going and just start connecting and just start sharing and making friends and, you know, building trust with those people that are going to be kind of like your coworkers or at least a referral base for you and get to them on a personal level. And then I, even 10 years into my business, if I had to relocate right now, I would start second shooting again. I would, of course I would be marketing my own business and you know, I have a business to run, so I have to make money. So I would try to book my own weddings as well. But for that first couple of years when you're not going to be fully booked because you're new to an area, I would be filling every single spare Saturday that I had with second shooting because that way I'm getting to know those other photographers. I'm becoming friends with them. I'm showing them that like, I'm here to feed into this community. Like I want to be part of this community. I'm not here to come steal your weddings. I'm just here to be like part of this awesome vibe you've already got going on. And I, and I would say that for any vendor, like if you're a wedding planner that moves across the country, how can you be an assistant for a while or something just so you can meet everybody and get relationships going? Because that is the key I cannot emphasize that enough that that is the key to whatever your definition of success is. It doesn't even matter what your definition is. Relationships and friendships and community is what's going to get you there. Well, and because it extends outside of just work. I mean, they're called yep. friends for a reason. Um, and they're called our weekend family because that's who we spend the time with. And I also want to remind listeners, um, there's a lot of you that follow along with me because, you know, I'm that 40 year old veteran uh, in the industry. Um, there's a lot of people uh, in my stage of my career where I'm transitioning less away from behind the camera and more into educational role. And we make great second shooters. Um, we don't have the big ego anymore. Uh, we probably can come and be quiet and listen and uh, offer you something a little bit different. Um, so I encourage anybody at the stage of the career where they want to do a little bit less and necessarily don't want to hang the shingle anymore, but still want to tell a story and be creative um, to go ahead and get in the second um, photographer's group and Tuesdays together. And you might have to remind them that even though you're a little bit older and been around for a while, that you're reliable and yep. uh, do not, as I say all the time with senior citizens, don't, don't kick us aside. Um, we do have a lot to offer and, uh, and we're here to help too. I mean, we've been around for a long time. Um, I can honestly say that I, uh, when I'm out speaking and talking, 
the number one question I get asked all the time is, how are you still here 40 years later? Um, I by far will never be, was not then, and not now, will not be in the future, the best photographer around. But I put people before profits, and I treat everybody kind, and I'm authentically honest. And I do, and it's on anything you read about me, is I walk in and knock on doors once or twice a week with a cup of coffee or pizza and say, hey, so how can I help you today? Everything good at home? I just listen. And that has served me well for 40 years. And uh, I did not have to come in this market, you know, shouting anything. I quietly just came and y'all welcome me around as it goes. And, um, and that's the beauty of being able to be comfortable in what you do. And I think mentoring and getting a coach and learning all those things about yourself and then understanding the technical side of being a photographer is will help you have a great career. And, and you touched a little bit on it about education. How important do you think it is to dive into all the social media stuff and keep up with it ever changing? I mean, is it like it's vital to your business, mm -hmm. but I think it's vital to anybody for the next five years. I mean, especially. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that what I hear a lot when I'm mentoring people is that they say, oh, I, I don't like to show my face on Insta stories, or I don't know what to say on Instagram. And I, I have to almost get a little tough love and say, you're going to have to figure it out <laughs> because, right. because that's, it is so vital. The world that we live in, social media isn't, is just the fabric of our lives. <laughs> what is that the, the phrase to, um, it's, you know, that's just how it works that we can't get away from social media. It's, you know, for good, bad, and ugly, it's here with us and it's how it works right now. So we have to embrace it. And the thing is you can make it whatever you want it to be, but you do have to use it. And well, it's like, you, you know, we, we, you know, photographers, we don't think anything of going out and buying a new camera and spending hours trying to make it work. Why right. would you not just go, okay, I'm going to take 50 bucks and invest in Instagram class and then try to use it. We think nothing of the technical stuff, but that's not always, that helps us take our picture, but we need something that's gonna keep us getting our pictures so we can keep working. So I always equate that to, you can always buy a new camera and we put our money there, but there's education plays a big role in it as well. Um, well yeah, I agree completely. Yeah, give us, give, us a, give us one of your Instagram tips. Uh, you know, you always are talking about, maybe this one, you always, when you do stories, Mm -hmm. I always see we see the writing underneath it when you're doing a story. Yes. Is uh, without giving too much away because I'm sure you have a course and everything that we'll be happy to link to. But I mean, have you seen that that's an impact? And why is it that when you're doing a story, you put that text writing on the bottom? Yeah. So what I've found is that when people are watching stories, most of the time they don't have the sound on. That's same for me, whether I'm watching it because I'm in a public place and I'm killing time and I don't want the sound on, you know, bothering people. Or if I'm just laying in bed, maybe I don't feel like listening to anything at the moment, or maybe I have music on or something. No one's watching it with sound most of the time. So if I'm not captioning what I'm saying and I'm just talking at the camera and there's no writing for someone to read, they're just going to skip it. And they're probably going to get tired of coming back and just seeing my mouth moving and nothing else happening. And they're not going to get any value out of it. And so they're going to stop coming back. So almost always I will caption at like a couple weeks ago, I did a long one without any captions, but I just told people 
I'm not going to be able to caption this. It's too long. Come back when you can listen or just skip this one, whatever. That's fine. But I would say the majority of the time you need to be at least giving a little breakdown of what you're talking about in the um, text on a story. And another tip I would have is to change it up on your stories. So sometimes people get stuck either just talking to the camera or they're only not talking to the camera. They're just showing pictures or just boomerangs or just videos. And I think you need to kind of cycle through all the different tools that Instagram gives us on stories. There needs to be a mix of boomerangs and photos and videos and you talking to the camera and you showing someone else, show your clients, show yourself, show the photos you're taking, like mix it up so that it's not always the same thing that people are seeing. And you don't always have to consider yourself successful based on the number of followers. Absolutely not. It's engagement is way more important than the number of followers. So someone with a hundred followers that has a hundred people watching their stories every day is doing better than someone with 5,000 followers that's having 300 people watch their stories every day. So that's how you have to think of it is how loyal and engaged are my followers? Am I creating brand evangelists or am I just racking up my number? So a good example actually is there's a thing going around on Instagram right now. I've gotten a few people that sent it to me and no hate to anybody that sent this to me, but it says there's like a follow train going on where it'll say like, follow these five people and then send this message to someone else and put your name in place of that person's name. And it kind of breaks my brain how it actually works. But, um, I have declined to do it every time someone sent it to me because I've said, I'm not really interested in people following me that aren't like invested like viewers of my content because the engage, the more engaged the way that Instagram algorithm works, which you're right. I could talk about this for like hours. So rein me in anytime you need me to shut up about it. But the way Instagram works is that there's an algorithm and it's based on engagement. So if you've got, you know, maybe you got to hit that 10,000 mark and you get the swipe up feature and you feel cool because there's a K after your number, but there's only a hundred of that 10,000 that actually care what you're posting. You're screaming into a void. You're not actually accomplishing anything. Whereas if you have that thousand followers, but they all love you and all thousand of them are referring you could, you know, if we were only so lucky, you know, then then you've got an incredible brand awareness. You've got this community that like is cheering for you and they want you, they want to either buy from you or refer someone to buy from you. And that's more valuable than any number of followers is. And in essence, this is why, this is what we did when the websites first came out. I mean, I was in business before we had those. We had to love your portfolio and God forbid, take a yellow page and set out. They cost you so much money. It was a joke. <laughs> so you, you, you have the website, which is our brick and mortar. And I'm constantly teaching couple I'm a, I'm, and, and vendors, I don't, I don't change this for you. I mean, mm-hmm. I, ch- I, I don't need to change this every day. I can keep this my website. I can keep that the same for five years. I don't care what you think about it. I care what the new couples come in. Every day a new couple comes and looks at it. So I need to just make sure those couples are getting me. It's the same thing as when you're putting on a whiteboard, 25 weddings, 40 weddings. Wendy can only do the number of weddings that Wendy can do. So if 500 people ask Wendy to do a wedding, she can't do 500 weddings. Mm -hmm. You know, so when you're sitting here on Instagram or on your social media, 
understand that you want the people that are talking to you, just like Wendy says. And so when you have those past 10 clients, those let's just say you're 25 clients from 2018. If they're telling two people and they're telling two people, you yep. see how that 25 equates into more and more because you're not just building your business for 2020. Right now we're working on 21 and 22. I'm not working on 21 and 22, but you yeah. all are working on yeah. 21 and 22, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, so, so that's, that's what we have to listen in. And I know we have a whole new young generation that put everything into Instagram and they don't put the time into something else. And that's what this, this episode was about on mentoring is I wanted you to hear that there's mentoring for all levels, just like you did the Enneagram. Am I saying that right? Is it Enneagram or Enneagram? Enneagram. Enneagram. God. So, yeah. you know, I don't have the degree in English. Okay. So that was something that you did on your own that you found very useful in your business. So yeah. is that something you suggest that anybody should do? I mean, that's a whole other episode I know as well, but you found right. that helpful for yourself and you even went through a transition on it. But is that something maybe you want to touch a little about, about there's other types of, like we talked about mentoring. Don't be too afraid to go out and try something like this. You might just learn something about yourself. Yeah. And I think that what that kind of speaks to is don't be afraid to be mentored by someone outside of your industry as well. Right. Um, I, I think it's really valuable. That's what that Rising Tide Society and Tuesdays Together provides is it's not just the wedding industry and it's not just photographers. It's all, you know, we're hearing from people who own a brick and mortar who like own a whole different kind of business and you can like glean little bits of knowledge from them that you could then bring in and do in this whole awesome, unique way in your own business, in your own industry. So I do think it's like, keep kind of always looking for what works for you and different ways to learn. So the Enneagram, um, for example, it's basically a personality test for anyone that doesn't know about it. Um, it's not like it's not exactly like Myers-Briggs or any of those that you've maybe heard of more. It's nine numbers. Everybody in the world falls into one of these nine numbers. And the whole thing of it is um, basically your core motivation in life. And I'm not an Enneagram expert. So anyone who is and is listening to this, I know you could probably explain it better than I am. But it's really important to figure out what your core motivation is. Um, like for me, I'm a four, which is the individualist. So for, you know, obviously it goes deeper than this, but on a surface level, it's really important to me to feel like I'm an individual and I'm unique, but not only just that I am those things, but that other people see that and appreciate that about me as well. So that's important to know about myself when it comes to marketing. It's, you know, other things about a, a four, um, which I know we talked about on like the last episode that I was on, but that I am more emotional, that I really value deep connections and being like a little bit raw and talking about like deeper, harder things than maybe other people want to bring up. And so it was important for me to really learn that about myself. I, I knew that, but to have it put in black and white gave me a whole new set of tools for when I'm on Instagram and I'm sharing to go, Oh, I, you know, I thrive when I'm having deep connections with people and I can't have that if I'm not putting that out there right. and if I'm not inviting that back in. And so, and then my coach, Teresa, she's a seven and she does her own version of marketing as any Enneagram seven, which is awesome. And I won't be able to explain quite as well what a seven is. I know most about my own, but she 
she's really funny. Her, if you don't follow, um, Teresa Ernest social, like go do it now on Instagram because she's hilarious. Her stories crack me up all day, every day. And that really plays up to her seven strengths. That's her marketing as a seven. And so, yeah, I would say seek, seek all these different areas. If you are, you know, let's see, like, what's a good example? Um, like you were saying, if you're putting all your eggs in the Instagram basket and you're not out there saying like, well, TikTok's a thing now or Enneagram's not social media, but it's being talked about on social media a lot. And probably a lot of your couples know their Enneagram number and they might connect with that. You've got to just keep being open to like what our world's going to hand us because we don't know what that's going to be a year from now. Right now, um, it's TikTok and it's funny, I'm having to kind of put myself through a little bit of this internally and go, okay, I'm 34 now. I'm not uh-huh. exactly, I'm not the TikTok generation. Like that's not, that is not a, not what my like gut is to just want to go do TikTok. And, but what I'm trying to do, and I'm preaching myself right now as much as all of you guys, is to show up some on TikTok because I'm getting older, but my brides are staying about the same age. That's just a reality of it. Wait until you have more in common with the grandmothers at the wedding. Oh, yeah. You you know, I I laugh all the time about that. And uh, when people meet me, they don't believe that or they hear me talk. I mean, I'm pushing 60. So people don't think that about me. They go, there's no way. And I'm like, look, I have done where I've done the parents' wedding and I have done the daughter's wedding coming back around. So hang around long enough and it's hang around long enough. And when the grandparents come over and say, so do you know anything about this Instagram thing? Cause you're a youngie. You go, Hey, no, let's go get that 10 year old over there. Right. Learn something together. (laughs) Yeah. It's like just basically just like drop the ego and be willing to learn what next generation is doing. And it doesn't mean like, I'll be honest, my little bit that I have on TikTok at the moment, it's more strategic for me than fun right now. Like right. I'm, I'm putting content on there because what I want to happen is if I have a 21 year old bride that's really into TikTok and she searches on that, she's going to find me because not a lot of people are using TikTok. Right. And, and even if there were, even if say every photographer in Savannah all of a sudden started using it, at least I'm showing up there. At right. least I'm not the one that's not using it. So, and especially in a destination market where they're going to look everywhere. They're going to, they, yeah. you know, if I'm coming to Savannah from somewhere else, I'm going to find all I can find out about Savannah. I'm going to try all the avenues. I'm going to go. And it right. goes back to if we don't keep evolving, we're standing still. Right. And, and if you want to be in this industry for a long time, you have to evolve. I mean, we can't sit here as digital wedding photographers and not say we didn't evolve from the film world. So exactly. we, we, Again, we put so much emphasis, photographers, into our equipment and our gear. And I think there's so much more to learn and not be afraid to ask. I mean, we, yes. you know, we all can learn something. And, and, you know, wouldn't it be great if, I mean, I come from a generation in this industry where nobody told you anything. Like, nobody. Right. It hasn't been all that long where people share. But right. nobody would ever do what you do. Get online and say, hey, look, here's my whiteboard. You know, by the same token, you know, you got people, you know that they're going, well, hell, she's got 10 weddings. I got one. What is she complaining about? It's a no one situation when you're now basically standing naked in front of everybody listening to yeah. you, you know? Yeah. And, and, and so that's why, you know, investing back in yourself, 
in not just all your gear, but investing, you know, pay the money for your website, you know, outsource your, you know, what you're not good at and then keep moving forward and invest in yourself in whatever form of education, whether it be mentoring, technical workshop. I just, you know, I just, I was glad that you were able to share, <clears throat> excuse me, listeners. I was glad you were able to share that that's a vitally important to how you've grown in 10 years that you, you're not afraid to go out and keep reinventing yourself so that you're the best apartment B and the best wending to your couples as you can be. So, you know, I, I thank I, you for sharing all that. So, yeah, I think that that's one of the biggest mistakes that I made in the last couple of years. I'm coming out of it now, but is that I got scared to keep learning. I was learning privately. I was like taking courses behind the scenes and things like that. But I was like, what if I tell people I'm going to a workshop? Are they going to think that I don't know what I'm doing. Like, and that's just such a bad place to get in your head. That's, and if anybody does think that they're probably not your couple anyway. I, I had one of my couples for um, this coming year. They saw what I had posted about that um, whiteboard and how many, you know, weddings I was shooting this year. And that I was saying how this is really hard for me to share because I feel insecure about this. And these are the things I'm struggling with. And they messaged me and said, this is why we love you. And this is why we booked you is we love watching you do your business right. too. And right. we like that you're a real human that doesn't always have it all together. Like, of course I have it all together enough to be a good photographer for them. But as a business owner on the side of things that isn't really affecting them as much, it's affecting me more. They like that I'll show up and kind of stand naked in front of everyone and say, here's some hard things I'm learning. Maybe someone else can either get something from this or feel like they can relate or it can take away some of that like mystique that we all have it all figured out because spoiler alert, like we've got some of it figured out, but we're never going to have it all figured out. Like that's not possible partly because of what you were saying that our, our world is changing all the time. Social media is changing all the time. So as soon as I get to a point where I think I've got something figured out, the, a new app gets launched or a new platform comes out or exactly. whatever it is, it keeps you on your toes and you have to just get humble and say, look, I'm not scared to say, I don't know everything. I, I and, if never you, know. and if you've done the work and you put the work in and you, and you might be in a panic attack now at this point of 2020, you've already done your 2020 winnings back in 2018 and 2019. So you're mm -hmm. able to concentrate. And again, Trust me, everybody, that is such a blessing and a benefit to get to a point where you know you have met your numbers or yeah. very close to it. Because while we're always working and, and we're always out there promoting, it is such a blessing to know that, you know what, I've got what I need. Anything else is just bonus. And it's up to me now. I'm driving my bus. Do I get to say no to this person or do I not? And and that brings me to the to the point of being naked and being honest. It's it's I the amount of, of, of followers that I have, and I, I do do a dump quite a bit. I, I'm a little bit more, I do that more than, than you guys, than you probably do because I travel so much and do things that I get people that they're not three, they bog it down and I can't get my message across. So I do go through a little bit and then they come back and say, Oh, I still want to follow you. I just enjoy it. And you're like, okay. You know, uh -huh. but people now have started in the last you know month or so going, Hey, um, I don't see that you're posting welcome to the families. Well, welcome to the family. Welcome to be family. I did that all before. What would you think might be the reason I'm not doing that? <laughs> it's like, 
because maybe I'm not taking. So literally, I'm getting the emails. Are you not taking any more couples? Are you, <laughs> are you are you are you just done? Yeah. Well, if you follow some of the things that I'm doing, you know that. And I've been openly honest with everybody. Hey, I'm not. I'm learning this stuff. This podcast was a big reach for me. I learn all the time the things I can do better. But I'm keeping it small right now for me. Yep. And so as you transition, you know that builds up people. I have people that love the fact that I'm doing it. They still go, you know what? One of the reasons I love you, Bobby, is you no longer do 60 weddings a year. And I love it now, Bobby, that it's just you. And I and I know you're going to be at my weddings. So it's you know you can go out there and, and cast this big wide net. But it's who do you want to serve and how? And through mentoring and education, um, and that's what I love, like you. I mean, I enjoy the big stage of these teaching things, but, I mean, I, I got to tell you, I'm getting ready to go to Nashville in a, in a couple of weeks. I, I leave next week. I won't be able to come up to the uh, SEO thing. But I'm talking to Nashville creatives, and there's, like, I think there's 101 of them, and we're having a big round table. And mm. that's my love. That's my heart. It's And they're a mix of people. Um I can go to NBA and speak to 900 in a room, but uh, you know, I'm not selling you anything, you know, that's me. So I'm a lot like you and, and I applaud you and, and I, I hope that you stay moving forward and I hope that you keep sharing your talents and your mentoring. And thank you for standing naked in front of everybody because you're doing so much more good than you really know. And I think, as you grow and continue to grow and look back at this, you're going to see what a fabulous season that you're in right now and that how it just set you up for the next, you know, wonderful things that are coming down your way. So thank you for sharing your time today with us on the education side, as well as in the other episode about being a destination photographer. I, I appreciate it so much. Of course. I, I love talking about this. It's really where my heart is it's what gets me excited and fired up and um, is being able to, you know, pour into other people and share what I've learned. So many of people have done that for me over the years. Um, so it's, it's really just like the way I can give back and from what they've given to me. And it works, you know, and again, everybody, Tina's going to link back to anything that Wendy has going on her Instagram, her website, you can, you can go on her website and see about her coaching and her ask me anything sessions. And um, if this lady ever is putting anything on in Savannah or she's somewhere around, I, I challenge you to make it an effort to go see her and definitely come enjoy if you're in the area for Tuesdays together. I would love to come to a lot more um, than I can get to, but uh, I love being around this lady anytime that I can be around. And uh, she makes you feel welcomed. If you don't even exchange any business with her, you're going to learn a lot. So thank you, Wendy. And uh, thanks, Savannah Wedding Industry. And thanks, Savannah Wedding Community and uh, Tuesdays Together and everything. I look forward to seeing you all soon. Everybody, Wendy Norman of Portman B. Follow this lady. She's amazing. Thank you, Bobby. This was wonderful. All right. Go out, everybody. Have a good time. We'll see you next time. For more information about today's episode, check the show notes at BeFabopodcast.com. Hey, while you're there, don't forget to subscribe and sign up for Monday Motivations, delivered hot to your inbox. And there'll be more. Can we say more? Till next time, be fabo.